1: Yes, indeed it is. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us as we get going live. Again, after a couple of days off for Thanksgiving and the uh, Black Friday, traditional uh, uh, closed uh, uh, co- company holiday, rather, is what I'm trying to say. So it's been a while since we've talked together live. Thanks for being with us. It's seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on a Monday, the 30th and final morning of the month of November in the year of our Lord, 2020. Good news, friends. Only one month left in the miserable year of our existence known as 2020. The list of things that have gone wrong in this year for people, for the country, law at large uh for quite frankly conservatives quite frankly for business owners for people who believe in honesty and integrity it's just been one disaster after another and uh quite well you know like i said we've got one month left and i'm going to celebrate this the end of 2020 and the start of 2021 but if you look at the news that we're going to present today i am not especially comforted by the calendar flipping over to be honest with you, I'm not going to be feeling very confident that 2021 is going to be much better. Whether the pandemic is around for another full year or not, I don't know. But I do know that it's getting closer and closer and closer to President Donald J. Trump conceding the election loss and handing the reins of power to Joe Biden. And that is what terrifies me far, far more than COVID-19 ever could. It is that bad. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the breaking news, the ongoing news as it pertains to the outcome of the 2020 election, which I still submit is to you is and was stolen uh, from the President of the United States. There are far too many irregularities and far, far, far too much circumstantial evidence for me to believe that Joe Biden won nearly 80 million votes in this presidential election after underperforming Hillary Clinton in the, in the most key states. Absolutely impossible for me to believe, particularly particularly as it pertains, again, to so much of that <clears throat> circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence itself is not going to be enough, however, to overturn the results of the election, or rather, I've got to rephrase that. It's not overturn them. Circumstantial evidence itself is not enough to uh, swing the election to President Trump's favor, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And the president knows that. The president knows his only choice right now to expose all of the corruption and the fraud and the illegitimacy of the elections in many, many different states. Which, by the way, I hopes to serve as a massive, loud wake-up call. We need regulated elections in every state for federal elections. What I mean is, one state must conduct a federal election in terms of what kind of of machine it uses, what kind of voting machine it uses, what its counting procedures are, what its mail-in versus absentee versus in-person voting versus early voting uh, regulations are. It makes no sense to me that our fine fa- I know nor I'm normally I'm praising the wisdom of our founders in so many different ways but for every state to come up with its own system of conducting elections. Now, they can if it is for their own state's elections. If they're electing, they're electing their own governor, their own uh, uh, attorney general, their own secretary of state, their own legislatures, local uh, races, and on down the line. Do it however you want. Each state can. But when it comes to federal elections, which are for leadership of the entire country, I believe all of the election procedures should be regulated they should all be uniform how one votes uh, state votes is how every state should vote then we wouldn't be having the problems that we are right now now having said all of that because of the different irregularities and the different types of fraud that have been con- that have been discovered in so many different places right now it's going to be really hard to kind of narrow that down and say this is what would get president trump back into the white house for another term it would be very hard and to even if you did collect all of that all of the eggs are in the supreme court basket and as president trump said yesterday on sunday morning futures with maria bartiromo it's very hard to get his case or any case quite frankly into the supreme court which
2: which cases specifically will reach the Supreme Court and when? Well, the problem is it's hard to get into the Supreme Court. I've got the best Supreme Court uh, advocates, uh, lawyers, uh, that want to argue the case if it gets there. But they said it's very hard to get a case up there. Can you imagine Donald Trump, President of the United States, files a case? And I probably can't get a case, even with, and we have tremendous proof, we have hundreds and hundreds of affidavits, sworn affidavits, and it's very hard to get a case to the Supreme Court.
1: The president sounding very frustrated there. The president, of course, already last week um, uh, acknowledged that it is time and the need for allowing the beginning of the transition of power uh, procedures to take place because he said he still hopes to win you know with the fraud being proved and with re- results being reversed etc etc uh, but he said just in case it's the right thing to do for the country to begin that process and now he takes this step it's very hard to get things into the Supreme Court it sounds like the president is very very close to conceding the president in another comment declared that he would announce his run for president in 2024, possibly on Inauguration Day for Biden, which would be January 20th, coming up. So if he's talking about it's hard to get these cases to the Supreme Court, he's talking about running for office again in 2024. Of course, you can't run for or win in three terms. You can only be elected twice. So that means it sounds like he is essentially saying that, yeah, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to stop this. He still doesn't believe it's legitimate neither do I by the way. Neither do I. It's absolutely not legitimate. But it's going to be effective. Cheating sometimes works. And the Democrats have perfected it. And if they cheat to steal an election and President Trump can't get a case to the Supreme Court to prove it, well then he's going to have to we're all going to have to ride this out for 4 years. Pray to God in heaven above that we hold the state or the uh, United States Senate by way of winning those two runoffs in the state of Georgia. That's the only you know, fail-safe that we have. That, of course, I talk about it all the time, is our firewall. President Trump said we're going to have to hold with that and then ride it out for four years, and then he'll try it again in 2024 so he can be elected a second time. Now, I don't want to even get into all of that yet because that's a long time away, and there are a lot of things going on in the Republican Party between now and then. But let's just focus on where we are today. It does sound like the president is kind of losing hope when he talks about running again in 2024 and he talks about the difficulty of getting into the Supreme Court. We should start the transition of power process, transfer of power process, rather. And uh, the president said, uh, yeah, he, he he's not changing his opinion on how and why it happens. Matter of fact, he said other leaders contacted him on election night when he was winning handily in so many of those very important states only to find out later on that massive ballot dumps changed the outcome
2: election i was called by the biggest people uh saying congratulations political people congratulations sir you just won the election it was 10 o'clock and you looked at the numbers and i'm sure you felt that way this election was over and then they did dumps they call them dumps big massive dumps uh, in Michigan in Pennsylvania and uh, uh, all over if you if you take a look at uh, you just take a look at just about every state that we're talking about every swing state that we're talking about and they did these massive dumps of votes and all of a sudden I went from winning by a lot to losing by a little
1: and uh, he's he's a thousand percent right. The Democrats were panicking during the counting of the actual ballots on election night. And then suddenly, you know, what we all remember what happened on November 3rd. Ah, we're tired. Yeah, we're going to call it a night. We're, we're done counting tonight. We'll pick it up again in the morning. Good night, everybody. Well, wait a minute. What? We're trying to find out who the leader of the, the free world is going to be here. Why are you stopping counting now? What do you mean you're starting tomorrow? That happened in several states. And then suddenly what happens the next morning? Ah. You know, (laughs) we went to bed with Trump winning by nine, and we woke up this morning, and look at all these Biden ballots that showed up, and now uh, it's Biden by two. Ah, the president is right to be frustrated. The president is right to be fuming. The president is right to say, I don't want to concede, it's going to be the hardest thing ever, because he's not conceding a defeat that was just and fair. He's conceding in what he would call, and he would term, uh, conceding to a, 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 an illegitimate rigged election, and he doesn't want to do that, and I understand it. I get it. The real frustration from President Trump, honestly, and I get this too, is from the fact that the media is so unwilling to even explore the, the circumstantial evidence that we talked about. In, in, in the past, in the United States of America... If there were as many allegations of fraud and many allegations as many allegations of um illegitimate activity activity uh, of irregularities in various state elections the media would be all over it. I mean they'd be this is what you live for when you're a journalist. You live for the ability to break the big story. Find the scandal. That's how it used to be for journalists. I mean look at Watergate. Why do you think Woodward and Bernstein became household names? I mean, they broke the biggest story in American electoral history, at least until now. Journalists used to just salivate for those opportunities. And now, despite mountains of circumstantial evidence and sworn affidavits that the president talked to Maria Bartiromo about, sworn affidavits, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them from poll workers and from postal workers, and other election observers who say this is not right, this was done incorrectly, this was invalid. They didn't match signatures here. They backdated postmarks uh, on ballots, mail-in ballots there. They didn't let us see what the ballots looked like as they were stacking them up into piles for Biden and for and for, um, and for Trump. We don't know what they stacked because they wouldn't let us close enough to see the ballots. All of these things should be enough for media in every state to be going Oh my gosh, maybe electoral fraud, maybe this is the biggest fraud, crime and fraud in the history of the American, uh, in the, of this republic. Uh, I'm going to break the story. And instead, they go, oh, no, no, Biden won. The president elect is ready to go. Uh, no, Trump's sore loser, sour grapes, uh, you know, uh, attack on democracy, et cetera, et cetera. They have no curiosity whatsoever. They have no interest whatsoever in getting to the bottom of all of these allegations. They want to dismiss them all as being fantasy. Especially and exclusively when it comes to the software allegations, the Dominion uh, um, uh, Smartmatic software, the Hammer and the Scorecard programs. They're ignoring those completely despite the fact that last year Democrats, Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren among others wrote a letter saying you better not allow those Dominion computers and that software to be used in this election because it's easily hackable. It's easily manipulated. And you won't be able to trust the outcome of the elections. That's what Democrats said a year ago. Now, here we are. It was used widely in at least 29 states. And what are Democrats saying? Hey, we told you those things could be hacked. We told you they could be manipulated. No, they're saying, man, those things are perfect. They did a great job. I don't know. You know what do you mean, uh, uh, manipulated? No, 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 no. Dominion software is outstanding. It's the state of the art. The president has a right to be frustrated, and all of those scandals should be being investigated and dug into by the quote-unquote fourth estate, by the media, and the media won't do it. Rather than the media investigating, the media's busy suppressing any and all of that because they got what they wanted. Orange man bad out, Joe Biden on his way, and Kamala Harris, most importantly, on their way in. And that's why the president, like I said, is rightly frustrated.
2: Uh, The media doesn't even want to cover it. I mean, you're doing something. You're actually very brave because you're doing something. The media doesn't want to talk about it. They know how fraudulent this is. It's no different than Hunter. It's no different than Hunter. They don't want to talk about Hunter. So they totally closed it off, big tech and the media, other than the New York Post, as you remember, which took a lot of heat. It was terminated. It was terminated from, I guess, Twitter. Maybe Facebook. Uh, But uh, it's it's a situation the likes of which we don't have freedom of the press in this country. We have suppression by the press. They suppress. You know, you can't have a scandal if nobody reports about it.
1: It's impossible to argue that. It is impossible to argue that. Scandals cease to exist if the media doesn't do its job to dig in and uncover them. It's, it's just impossible to see this any other way. And that's why the president is correct when he said... This is the greatest fraud in the history
2: of our country from an electoral standpoint. And I guess you could build it up bigger than an electrical standpoint. What's, what's bigger from an a electoral standpoint? What's bigger than this? This is the essence of our country. This is the whole ball game, And they cheated. Yeah.
1: Joe Biden did not get nearly 80 million votes. Donald Trump got far more than 74 million votes. And even when they are swearing Biden in on January 20th, I will always believe that. 922, it's a Monday. I welcome you to the show. Jim Jordan will be with us at 948. You can join us whenever you want. 216-901-0945, 888-281-1110. This is The Authority on AM 1420. The answer Okay, 926, now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer, fresh off of the Thanksgiving break, so I had four straight days with no shows, I'm really ramped up here, I got so much I want to get into. I hope you enjoyed a super spreader Thanksgiving with your family. Uh, I said that on on Facebook, rather. Uh, on thursday on thanksgiving day and I, I most people understood what i meant and that means hopefully you were able to gather with your family as you wanted to not limited to the you know the three or four people that the governor tells you you can have in your home uh and of course anytime they see free people gathering they call it a super spreader event anytime there's a trump rally it's a super spreader event if there's a riot if there's a riot by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, that's not a super spreader event. That's righteous and that's dignified and that's healthy. The virus doesn't attack them. But if it's a Trump gathering, it's a super spreader. So Thanksgiving dinner around the table and in the, uh, in the family room with, uh, with the entire family there and extended family and so on and so forth. Uh, I hope you had a great super spreader event if you understand that meaning. I had one person say, oh, my God, how dare you wish the virus to be spread from one person to another in your family just because you don't think it's serious. Goodness gracious, pull your head out of your area where the sun does not shine and understand. Uh, listen and learn. Bob is in Middleburg Heights. You're on AM 1420. The answer, Robert, good Monday to you. What's on your mind, sir?
3: Good morning, Bob. Same to you. Welcome back. Two things. Number one, if there was a known possibility of all of this voter fraud happening, why was something not done a long time ago about it? And number two, they had all these committees with this Russian swinging the vote and everything else. Are we going to have these same committees for Biden swinging the vote? I see no difference. You can ask that one to Mr. Jordan. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Hold on,
1: hold on. You lost me. Hold on, Bob, you, you you lost me on that second one. What, what committees are you talking sec- about?
3: We had a Chuck Schumer and all them let all those committees into Trump having foreign influence on the voting and everything like that.
1: Oh, you mean, well, you you know know mean congressional committees?
3: Yes, yes. I hope the same congressional committees get together and investigate the Biden campaign.
1: Okay, well, that's not going to no happen. There's no difference in my why. opinion. Well, I I it shouldn't be, but but there will be because here's the deal. Joe Biden is a Democrat and it's the Democrats who control the House of Representatives. They are the ones in charge of the committees. So the committees where you're talking about Judiciary Committee and you're talking, you know, it's Adam Schiff and it's Jerry Nadler and it's all of the and thanks for the call, Bob. It's all the prominent Democrats who call led those led those committees, those House committees that led, uh, led to all of those investigations and hearings uh against the president. So if the Republicans had one control of the House, and they came doggone close, in an almost impossible scenario, every Republican incumbent in Congress won their race and kept their seat. And nearly every Democrat incumbent in Congress lost their seat. I mean, about 12 of them. It was a net gain of 12 or so um, for the Republican Party. But it was still wasn't enough. We're still going to end up trailing when it's all said and done by probably around five to eight uh, seats in the House. So they will still control the committees, and it will still be the Nadlers and the shifts of the world acting in concert with the Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, that will be deciding on those kinds of things. So if anything, here's what I think you can expect, Bob. Instead of congressional committees investigating the Biden campaign and some of the allegations of fraud and collusion, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, rather than that... You will instead have these same Democrat committees investigating former President Donald Trump. That's right. They're not going to be satisfied enough with him being uh, you know, removed from office. They're going to try to wreck his legacy and ruin his life and uh, investigate him for all kinds of other things instead. So that's just the name. Listen, when Donald Trump came into office back in 2016, he called it the swamp. He was not wrong. The swamp is still alive and well, and that is what will happen um, if Joe Biden and when Joe Biden takes over. Thanks for the call. It's 930. We'll get news now. More calls right after this. AM 1420 The Answer.
2: Progressive Democrats,
0: please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer.
1: Yes, indeed, 936 now we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. We have Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, coming up at uh, 948. In hour number two at 1035, uh, Rob Walgater, friend from <clears throat> the uh, Ohio Roundtable and the AP Roundtable, will be joining us. They are putting on their annual Christmas event this Saturday uh, which happens to be on my birthday, so I consider it a gift to be able to see Christmas in America. Uh, I'll be taking my family. We do this every year, and uh, it's such a fantastic show. It's just filled with, I'm going to let Rob tell you all about it, coming up at about 1035 today, but it's filled with just so much for the entire family. It's such a great way to kick off the Christmas season. Uh, enjoy that every single year. So Rob's going to tell us about that, and we'll probably get his thoughts on the latest, theft, uh, thoughts on the theft of the election as well. Now, speaking of that, before I go back to your phone calls, I want you to listen to Will Cain. Now, Will Kane is on Fox. I am not a fan of Fox any longer, as you know, and with very good reason, because Fox has taken a very leftward tilt, and uh, I'm not a very big fan of that. But they do have their moments, including Will Cain, who is new, by the way, to Fox News in the last few months anyway. He came over from ESPN. You think what? What does that mean? He said, yeah, he's a sports guy, but so was I. I spent the first, I don't know, uh, 15 years or so of my career doing sports. Um, in, in radio. And I've been doing this for going on my 24th year now. So about half of it, a little more than half of it, I spent doing sports. So Will Kane did too. But he, because sports in 2020, and really for the last few years, um, has become politicized, and especially at what a lot of people call MS ESPN, uh, the woke sports network ESPN, Will was able to address a lot of these political and societal and cultural issues, and he took the conservative side because he's a conservative-minded individual. It drove all of the woke Sports Center fans nuts. All of the liberal, you know, pro BLM, pro trans, this and LGBTQ X Y Z exclamation point ampersand pound sign people, you know, made them crazy, and they were happy when the ESPN guy went over to Fox. So he's on Fox television now, and this morning he laid out a very, very important argument on behalf of President Trump and the fight to continue uh, to get a second term in office. Because what we all witnessed, and in, uh, in, have witnessed really since November 3rd, was absolutely fraudulent. This is Will Kane,
4: I understand why Krebs said he believed it was the most secure election in American mm-hmm. history. He said that because of the percentage of physical ballots involved in this election. Still, though, in an unprecedented paper election, paper ballots, in an unprecedented election in American history, with the highest percentage of mail-in balloting we have ever seen, it's hard to believe this would add up to the most secure in American history. It is absolutely unprecedented what happened in this election. Now, does that add up to the amount of election fraud to change in election? Does that add up to a court win for the president's legal team? Well, we spoke to Jonathan Turley, Fox News Legal, and us a little bit earlier about what the evidence is amounting to and the potential for a legal
3: win for the Trump team. Listen to this. The problem is that there's this disconnect between the evidence and the relief being sought. You know, they've shown uh, irregularities. They've shown unlawful orders. They've even shown thousands of votes that were not counted. But they haven't amounted to the type of numbers that would change the outcome in a given state.
1: Now that's where I'm going to interrupt Jonathan Turley and Will Kane in this point to make an important point for you. If you are a student taking a test and there are a hundred questions on them, on it rather, and you do the work yourself and figuring out eh, 95 of them, but on five of them you cheat through whatever means of cheating you maybe remember from, from high school, if you ever did it or you knew people who did it. If you're caught cheating on those five questions out of 100, does the teacher just mark those five questions wrong? No. You don't get 95, and only the five you cheated on are wrong. You fail the entire test because you cheated. That's what's going on here. What Jonathan Turley just said, yeah, we know there's proof of this, 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 and this, but we don't know if there's enough of it to overturn the results. It shouldn't matter. If cheating and fraud happened, you fail the test. If the Democrats cheated to make sure Republican votes were not counted, they fail the test. If the Democrats cheated by ordering... um mail in and absentee ballots backdated to before November 3rd so that they would be counted you fail the test it's not just those ballots that get tossed and then oh it's still not enough for a biden or for a trump victory over biden no the entire election is ruled invalid and i don't care if you got a re-vote with a system that you know will not allow those different things to be done. The cheating and everything that we're talking about. There's so many different types of it. The mail-in balloting cheating, the not having poll observers there in the counting room cheating, the shutting it down and then waking up the next day with, hey, we just found 85,000 votes. 84,000 of them are for Joe Biden, just 1,000 for Donald Trump. Really? That's a statistical impossibility. If you fail, or excuse me, if you cheat, you fail. And then maybe you ask yourself, what is the likelihood? What is the likelihood that the Democrats would cheat in this election? Well, let's think about it. For four solid years, they still never accepted the fact that Donald Trump won the last one. They tried to invalidate his victory investigation. Then they tried to boot him in office in the middle of his term with the ridiculous Ukraine impeachment. What are we talking about here? We're talking about people on the Demo- in the Democrat Party who think Donald Trump is evil incarnate. People who think that Donald Trump is Hitler 2020 style. And I asked this before and I'll ask it again. If you thought that Hitler was running your country, would you cheat to get rid of him? Of course you would. You wouldn't have a moment's pause. Whatever it takes to get rid of that guy. You think the people in Cuba wouldn't mind cheating to get Castro removed when he was making their lives uh, miserable and killing and imprisoning? You think the oppressed people in Venezuela wouldn't have done something to get rid of Maduro or Chavez? If you've got a dictator destroying your country, you'd say, "Do what you got to do to get rid of that guy." You don't think the Democrats would do what they got to do to get rid of Trump, even though he has nothing is nothing like the people I just mentioned. That's how he was viewed by them. Of course, they would have incentive to cheat. Jim Jordan, next AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Okay, nine forty-eight. Now we continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. Pleased to welcome Congressman Jim Jordan back to our program, post Thanksgiving style. Congressman, good morning. How are you?
4: I'm fine, Bob. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm great.
1: Yeah, I did. Did uh, Did you get a chance to have a nice super spreader event with your family?
4: <laughs> we We did. We had uh, two of our four kids were in town with uh, one. One's married. We have a little granddaughter, and our son and his fiance were in town, and then my parents. So it was a uh, it was all
1: good. Fantastic. You know, they're coming for Christmas next, and I know you know that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Congressman. In fact, I want to ask you about that because uh, you commented on Friday that they're going to target Christmas next. They're going to try to stop people from getting together, having the family over on Christmas Eve, you know, going to grandmother's house over the river and through the woods and all the rest. They're going to do everything they can. Congressman, and they're doing this, way, despite more and more numbers coming out now to, showing studies of people who have attempted or committed suicide. Did you know in Japan... Uh, they have had more people die of suicide than of COVID nineteen, and here in the United States, they are finding out that tens of thousands of the elderly in nursing homes are dying not from COVID nineteen, but from isolation. I mean, I, they just don't seem to care about those deaths. Only COVID deaths matter, Congressman.
4: Yeah, I know, and and it's it's you know the the, the thing that just bothered me from the start is it's it's like government doesn't think Americans have common sense. I mean, we all understand this is serious, uh, but we understand that you, you, you weigh things, you evaluate things, and you behave appropriately. You take certain precautions with, with older relatives, uh, people who may have some underlying, uh, other, other underlying health concerns. Let America – you know, this whole premise about businesses as, as, this idea that somehow, uh, the government cares more about, uh, small business employees and customers than the small business owner. I've just, I've never bought it. So let Americans be Americans. Let us exercise common sense. And understand, as we've talked about several times, Bob, understand that, as, as the Attorney General said clear back in the spring of the year, the Constitution is not suspended during a crisis. So quit telling people, you know, what they can, if they can go to work or not, uh, who they can have in their own home or not. Um, uh, you know, let us exercise common sense and respect Americans' fundamental liberties. But we just seem to have so many, many government officials who don't want to do that. And and it's, and it's killing so many small businesses. I see just a story out today in New York and New Jersey. One-third of the businesses in that area have cloned. That is the ramifications of what when, when you do these kind of things.
1: I read one report that said 60, if they do another shutdown of businesses here in our state, um, 60% of them will be shut down for good. They will never be able to reopen again. They barely were able to survive the first shutdown and survive a summer now and fall yep. of only 25 to 50% capacity, which means, of course, 25 to 50% revenue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If they shut down again and get 0% revenue, they literally will not be able to open again. Yeah. I don't know how anybody can justify any yeah, and, governmental and, and, action that makes that happen.
4: Yeah, and then this whole idea that some businesses are essential and some businesses aren't, decided by some unelected health commissioner in a respective jurisdiction, I mean, I bet you talk to every small business owner around the country, and in their mind, and to their family, their business is essential, but somehow some, some unelected bureaucrat gets to tell some governor that, or some mayor that, oh, this business is not essential, you can close them down. That, that, that's the other part that, that I think so frustrating to so many
1: no question about it we're talking to congressman jim jordan on am 1420 the answer this morning i want to uh pivot to the schools as it pertains to COVID for a second because uh here's what the uh, grand poobah of epidemiology dr fauci says
2: well you know martha that's a good question we get asked it all the time you know we say it not being facetiously as a soundbite or anything but you know close the bars and keep the schools open is what we really say Ob-
1: Close the bars and keep the schools open. This is the same doctor who championed closing all of the schools back in uh, uh, March and April when, uh, in in February, March and April when the uh, virus first hit. You know, he and other of these so called experts said, close the schools, close the schools. He's just now finding out eight and a half months later that kids are affected by this in a very (laughs) negligible number and that they're not only do they not get sick, they do not transmit the disease to adults. So now he's telling us to open the schools. These are the leaders we're supposed to follow.
4: Yeah, cause it's all, cause it seems to me that, and I think it appears to so many people that too much of this is driven by politics and not, it's not about the fact. Schools should have been open the whole time as, as we, we, we know that the, the impact on, on, on younger Americans was, was never, never any way as serious as it was for, for uh, older Americans and others with underlying health concerns. So Dr. Fauci has been on all sides of everything. I mean, he's, Initially said don't wear masks, then he said wear a mask, then he said close schools, now he says open schools. I mean, he, like so many of these, 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 these individuals, have been on all sides of the issue. Uh, again, we come back to let Americans exercise common sense, and let, let us follow the facts, let us follow the truth um, when it comes to what's open and, and, and what isn't. And I think, frankly, we should be keeping so many things open and letting Americans decide for themselves.
1: Congressman, let's uh, move on to the election, Uh, and I'm not talking about the Georgia one, although that one is extraordinarily important Mm -hmm. with the runoff coming up on January 5th, but President Trump... I fear that he is um perhaps seeing the writing on the wall and is making statements that lead me to think that he may concede at some point. Uh he said uh that he wants to run again in 2024 and if he uh does he'll announce that on inauguration day of 2021 in uh, when uh, Joe Biden takes over. Uh he has of course already greenlit the uh, beginning of the transfer of power uh to uh, transition to begin with the mm-hmm. Biden team mm-hmm. and uh, and, you know, and uh, now he's talking yesterday to Maria Bartiromo about the legal challenges getting to the Supreme Court. And he said, you know, it's really hard to get anything into the Supreme Court. So he he's just expressing yeah. not a ton of confidence that we're going to be able to undo the theft of this election. What are your thoughts?
4: Well, I, I mean, look, uh, if 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 we if we can't get to the bottom of everything that happened in 2020 and, and the president uh, and and, it's, and President Joe Biden at some point uh, here in, in, in January, then and, and the president decides to run 2024. I'm for him. I've already said that. But I do I do find it interesting that the, the mainstream press doesn't want to look at all the strange things that happen in this election. And I still don't know that we have satisfactory answers. At least I don't. And I, and I don't think you do, Bob. And so many Americans. You, you know, we went through these before. But 27 out of 27 toss up seats in the House of Representatives, Republican won every one. Won every one of those. We we kept the Senate. Now we got these two races in Georgia, but we kept the Senate. We increased the numbers of state legislatures. There was an article out, a, a story out last week in the Federalist. It talked about that President Trump won every bellwether county around the country, and still lost the election. That that has never happened. The, 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 in like 150 years, it's never been the case where the incumbent president increases his vote total. And, and loses re-election. This is the first time it's happened in 150 years in this country. So all these – and it just didn't increase his vote total a little bit. He increased by over 10 million votes. So you have all these things. He increased his votes among Hispanic Americans, among African Americans. Over 10 million total. Uh, we, we picked up 14 seats. It looks like close to 14 seats in the House of Representatives. Uh, so when you look at all that, that just says, like, wait a minute. Something doesn't look right here. Why isn't that, why isn't the, why aren't journalists, and this is the point of the, the article in the Federalist, why, why aren't journalists actually somewhat inquisitive, somewhat frankly doing their job and checking this all out? So those are the things that they need looked out. and you saw over the weekend, the Pennsylvania State Legislature introduced a resolution saying that they shouldn't certify results in Pennsylvania until we get answers to some of these, these, these important questions. So a big step by the, by their legis- some of their legislators there in Pennsylvania. I do think we've got to keep looking at this. You know, I did uh,
1: my entire opening monologue on the press, which you just mentioned. The fact that they are so non-curious and in, non-inquisitive. You know, if yeah. the press... If the press, today's press, had, had been around, uh, you know, in the 70s, Watergate never would have been uncovered. You know, I mean, the reason yeah. reason why we all know the names of Woodward and Bernstein is because they saw a potential scandal and they just went after it full bore. There are so many, quote unquote, potential scandals involving this election and prior to this election with the Hunter Biden laptop and the Bobolinsky story and all yeah. of the eyewitnesses and the mountains of corroborating evidence that corroborated other evidence. And no nobody in the press wanted to say say wow i'm going to go grab this right now and blow the lid off of this whole thing it used to be that journalists thrived on the opportunity right. to expose corruption and and uh, and fraud and now they they just willingly look the other way while it happens so they can come back and you know they're they're thrilled because their guy wins an election
4: we, we we talked about I think this last week. You know the, qu- the key question is asked: Why? Why did the president of the United States, President Trump, get over 10 million votes and still lose? That never happened before in, in, in 150 years. Why did he win almost every bellwether county across the country and still lose? Why did they pick up 14 seats in the House? Why did they get 27 not 27 toss up seats in the House of Representatives? Why did they inc- the you, you, that seems to me that would be something that the press would want to look into, but they don't. But yet, over the last four years, the press pounded us. The, the the public every day with this idea that there was something to the Trump Russia collusion that the dossier, which we know was National Enquirer garbage, they told us for years it was true. So when, when the president talks about when President Trump talks about the press and how they the damage they do to this country, it is evident for anyone who has common sense and looks at just the basic facts that have played out over the last four years.
1: Did you see the 60 Minutes interview last night where, um, the, uh, essentially the elections chief declared this to be the safest and most, uh, transparent election <laughs> in American history?
4: I, I didn't. I saw just, uh, the, you know, the, 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 brief snippet. I didn't watch it because I, I gotta be honest, Bob, I hate the show. I, I, I mean, I've, i told my, I told, uh, I, I've hated 60 Minutes since I was a kid because when you're a kid and 60 Minutes came on, you knew that it was, you know, football games were over on Sunday and it was time to go back to school the next day. So I've just never liked 60 minutes. It always leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And it's always, and it's always so darn liberal. So I, I told – it came on and I said, we got to change the channel and watch something else. Um, so I well, didn't watch it. But Yeah, I, I'm I the same way. I'm the mind. same
1: way, but – I'm the same way, but it was a big deal only because, you know, they seem to be doing everything they can to try to normalize this election, to convince everybody that, yep. that Trump is just, you yep. know, uh, you know creating uh, imaginary fraud tales and all these other things. They just can't wrap their brains around the fact that they lost, blah, blah, blah. And so they bring on, you know, a, a lifelong Republican, somebody who actually worked for President Trump, who was fired by President Trump, saying that this was easily the most, you know, smooth and, uh, and, and you know, uh, uh, faultless election that, they, <laughs> that he has ever seen. And and I, yeah. I just find that again. Yeah, this is what the media does. It goes back to our previous yeah. story here. They have a narrative to tell, and they're going to do everything they can to convince people
4: Yeah, of it. yeah don't believe your lying eyes, right, is what the press tells us. Don't, 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 don't pay no attention to the fact that every major bellwether state, or, or, or excuse me, every major swing state stopped counting at about the same time on election night, and the president was winning and all those, and then somehow lost them all. Pay no attention to that. Don't look into that. Don't look into the fact that they, you, you know, all these votes that they found from the testimony we heard last week in the hearing in Pennsylvania, all these spikes in votes that came in, it was like 570,000 total of those, of those spikes went to, went to Vice President Biden, and 3,200 went to President Trump. Pay no attention to that fact. There's nothing, nothing to right. do here. I mean, oh, come on. I, I just want to – maybe they're right. Maybe there isn't anything, but it sure looks like there is, and it sure smells kind of funny. And shouldn't we get to the bottom of it all uh, so that we know for certain that, that our elections are done with the integrity that we expect?
1: Yeah, it's Chris Krebs, of course, who did I interview last night. You're smart to not watch it. I watched enough of it to know how uh, angry it made me, so <laughs> we'll, we'll end it there. Yeah. Uh, last thing, though, before you go, we got to get to our news. The president made huge, huge news last week when he also decided to pardon General Flynn. A lot of people thought this yeah, was right. something that could happen and that he might wait until he was on his way out of office. This might be another indication that he thinks he's not going to be able to be successful here, but your thoughts on the pardoning of Michael Flynn?
4: Uh, like we we tweeted this out. God bless Michael Flynn. God bless the president for for, for doing the right thing. Uh, we you, you, we suspected he would, um, and it was, it was a great move. What what they did to Michael Flynn, uh, the Comey cabal, what they did to Michael Flynn is so wrong, and that was uh, I was so glad to see it happen.
1: Yeah, I was, too. Uh, uh, it's, it's a deserving... Well, it's still, not, it doesn't make things right, because his life was turned upside down. He went broke yep. trying to defend himself, his family. But it, at least at least at the end of the day, he is no longer in legal jeopardy, and that's uh, a credit to the president. Congressman Jim Jordan, thank you so much for your time, sir. I appreciate it. will talk to you next thank week. Thank you, brother. All right, 10 right now. We've uh, got uh, plenty of time for your phone calls now. Open lines, as a matter of fact, between now and 10.30. So if you dial now during the news break, we'll put you up when it's over, 216 901 Right back.